Paul W. Smith Show at 6. The Pre-W. Smith Show now. 760 WJR. Here is Jeff Sloan. All right, welcome back. Here's a story near and dear to our heart, guys. This is a story about kind of the proliferation now, the rollout of all of these electric vehicles. Hitting the roads these days has an interesting effect on radio. In particular, a lot of these electric vehicles now will not be including AM radio on the vehicle. And uh, a lot of people aren't happy about that. We're certainly not happy about that. How can you get WJR if you don't have an AM radio? Of course, you can get it on your phone. But, you know, having AM radio in the car not only gets you WJR, but the reality is there's a lot of substance behind this because a lot of the country's ability to get out emergency messaging, whether it be a weather event or whatever else it may be, is pushed out across the AM radio airwaves. And there are many concerned citizens and organizations, not to mention those who like WJR, who are part of that great AM radio culture, a culture that serves about 43 million AM radio listeners, by the way. And that emergency broadcasting service covers about 90% of all Americans. So this is critical infrastructure that is getting messed with by eliminating AM radio in vehicles. Well, to break it all down for us, we've got Ryan Felton, reporter for the Wall Street Journal. He brings us the story. Ryan, tell us about what's going on with electric vehicles and AM radio. Yeah, so there are a number of auto manufacturers who, in the process of introducing new electric vehicles, have stripped out AM radio, citing some interference that occurs between the, I guess, basically the guts of the EV and the AM radio waves, more or less. There's just an interference there. And to address that, it's been stripped on, including in some more popular models like uh, the Ford F-150 Lightning pickup truck. And part of the reason, too, that's been cited is that there are alternative options for people to tap into some AM radio stations through, you know, their smartphones and the like. But a group of former heads of the Federal Emergency Agency, FEMA in particular, have basically issued a warning saying that it poses a serious risk to do this because AM radio kind of serves as a uh, linchpin to the federal warning system that kind of is used to convey serious information in natural disasters. Yeah. And on the one hand, a lot of people think, ah, who needs AM radio? You know, we're not listening to it anymore. But the reality is, again, as you point out in your article, 47 million people or so listen to AM radio, according to the media tracking firm Nielsen. That's a huge number. Yeah, and that's something that may come as a, a surprise to a lot of folks, especially those who may think that it's not necessary anymore because of, you know, smartphones or whatever. Right. But, you know, beyond just sort of like the general listening public, I mean, I think one thing that the story gets at and what the former emergency officials were trying to convey is, you know, I think that there's just this matter of convenience that we find in these sorts of everyday items that we may not expect would disappear, but can in these sorts of natural disasters that do occur or like a a bad hurricane or tornado or snowstorm or just something that, that could cut off power and Internet access It does happen still. And what these former officials were trying to convey is in these sorts of scenarios, AM radio is kind of the driver to send out information to the public who may have no other means of getting info in those sorts of times. A handful of years ago, I don't remember the exact date off the top of my head, but um, 
The government spent a good chunk of change fortifying several dozen stations that are kind of like the entryway point to this federal warning system. So there was a recent investment that was made into this because, as it's been understood now at this point, AM radio kind of is designed and the stations and the infrastructure is kind of designed to be able to project at greater distances and withstand these sorts of terrible scenarios that can occur. So, you know, I think that that's just sort of an interesting point here is that, you know, not even in the very recent past, the government's kind of underscored what it saw as the ability for AM radio to be this sort of like resilient entryway point for this warning system. So, you know, I think that that's kind of a good point kind of underscoring why and how this conversation's kind of been shaped. Right. And so where are we in all this? You mentioned the Ford F-150 pickup, uh, now jettisoning AM radio and so on. But there's a lot of pushback. And so who's winning? Is AM radio on its way out for electric vehicles or still a chance that uh, it's going to be included? I think that's still a bit of a jump ball. The main auto industry association has been talking with the National Association of Broadcasters, which represents radio stations to talk about this issue and try to ensure and figure out a way to continue to get the federal emergency alerts out to the public in the event that there is no AM radio. But that said, you know, there are still some companies that are making EVs that have AM radio. Hyundai and Toyota, for example, are two that have said AM radio is still available in all of their products at this time, you know, despite the challenges that do exist, they, they say that they uh, are still offering it. So I think it still sort of remains to be seen, but, you know, it's definitely gotten not just sort of these former emergency officials' attention, but it, the industry on both sides here, the automakers and broadcasters alike, are both deeply engaged in it, it seems, at the moment. Okay, very interesting. Ryan Felton, reporter for The Wall Street Journal. We appreciate you being on, bringing the story to us. We're going to head to a break. Back with more in a minute right here on The Pre-W Smith Show. 